it's over now. There's no more purpose for my lungs because I'm not breathing. And if I thought I was still alive, well, <laughs> I'd be dreaming. I just left earth. My soul escaped my body. I'm dead and I'm rising up to heaven to find out what's left ahead. No more stressing. I'm going up to heaven to meet the one who gave me all my life and blessing. Now it's time to hear his voice and it's time to feel his embrace. And the set time is now to meet my God and seek his face. I don't want to wait. I want to meet my savior and feel his presence. I can sense him all around me. I can feel him in this place, but that's not enough. I want to see his face. They close the gate as I walk in. Now every memory of this is useless and any outfit is worthless because no other can produce so much love, so much life, so much peace, so much sun, so much wind, so much happiness. God loves us and his paradise can prove it. But, but where is he? I just want to see his face. Wait, I feel something. I turn around and I catch eyes with his. Now I've never met him before, but I still know who it is. I'm face to face with Jesus, looking God right in the eye. And immediately I bow, but if I was alive, oh, I would have cried. Now God was always right beside me, but now, now I can see him. I can touch him. I exalt him, I magnify him because I love him. I'll say you're my king, my lord, my rock, my ever-present help in times of trouble. But then he whispers to me and says, do I know you? <laughs> do, do you know me? Yeah, you made me. I was in church every service. He said, church, without a plan, what you learned is worthless. But I was a choir member. I praised you with songs and dances. But he said he checked the book of life, oh, and my name was absent. And I'm laughing like, oh, 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 there must be a mistake. And he said I praised him, but I didn't have him in my spirit. And I'm begging like, please, Lord, have mercy on me. But he said he had mercy when I was in the womb of my mother. There must be a mistake, Lord. I thought I gave you praises wholeheartedly. But he said, depart from me. And I start to scream, but it was too late. Immediately I feel the flame, and, and then I, I just start shaking, and I start shaking because it is me to blame. I could have stopped all this pain. This is not how I wanted my life to end. This is not where I wanted to conclude. But it doesn't have to be for you. See, this doesn't have to be your future. You may go to church, but man, you gotta live it. Don't be a hypocrite, don't be two-faced. Now is the time to stop all these games and raise up your hand and let him in before it's too late. Thank you. If there's any one word you want to hear in eternity, what would that word be? That word will be welcome. Thou faithful servant, enter into the rest of my kingdom. If there's any word you want to hear in eternity, it could be you have run the race, you have won the prize. Here is your mansion. If there's any word you don't want to hear at all in eternity, is the word. Do I know you? You've watched the monologue. Church without Christ is nothing. Religion without the God of the church ends in disaster. It doesn't matter whether you like 
like it or not, every, every job is going to end one day. Whether we like it or not, marriage will end in one day. Whether you like it or not, your motherhood will end in one day. Whether you like it or not, every money you have in, have in your bank account will no longer count. Whether you like it or not, one day, God is never going to ask you how many children you have on the surface of the earth. God is never going to ask you how much did you contribute. He's going to ask you where is your heart? Was your heart with me? Why did you do what you did? Why did you serve me? What woke you up in the morning to come to church? Was it because you were afraid someone is going to come? Or did you come because you love me with all your heart? The title of my message says, What more could I have done? What more could I have done that I haven't done? And that is God saying it to the church of the living God. And if you are watching on the internet or you are watching on YouTube at this moment, God is asking you, what more could I have done that I haven't done? When you look at the scripture that we read today, that scripture was a story between God and his vineyard. It was a story between the God of heaven and earth and his church. And from that story, I hear a lot of frustration. A lot of frustration in the hearts, in the, in the mind of God. A lot of frustration. I hear investment without return. Investment without return. The devil is a liar. This message will be presented. Hallelujah. Just trying to get my this thing to, to work right. Glory to God. Thank you, Safran. What more could I have done? He planted a vineyard. He made an investment, but there was no return. He labored, and there was no harvest. Input without any output. I sense frustration. I sense anger in the heart of God. I sense mercy, and I sense justice. For the past four Sundays, Pastor has been teaching us about the mercy of God. How merciful our God is. How wonderful our God is. He has spent four Sundays to tell us about the sure mercy of David. And I don't know about you. I woke up this morning because of the mercy of God. How many of you for the past three Sundays you have been enjoying the mercy of God in a way that you don't even understand? God's mercy. God's mercy. What is God's mercy? How do I define God's mercy? God's mercy is the love of God that responds to a man in an unexplainable, undeserving, unexpected and unmerited way. 
That's God's mercy. Responds to a man in an unmerited way, unexplainable way, undeserving way. How many of you have enjoyed the mercy of God this morning? The Lord has been merciful to us from January up till now. I don't care what is going on around you, but for the fact that you are in church this morning, it's a proof that the mercy of God endured forevermore. Oh, let me ask you, if you think that you are not enjoying the mercy of God, how much did you pay for the breath of God in your lungs? How much did you pay God to wake up this morning? How much did you pay for your feet to be standing right now this morning? We are all enjoying. We are all the recipient of the mercy of God. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 22 is of his mercies that we are not consumed. Because his loving kindness, they are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness unto us. Great is the faithfulness of God towards us. Oh, David said it very right. David said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. David understood the mercy of God. He said, I will sing of the mercies of God. In Psalm 89 verse 1. In Psalm 36 verse 1. He said, give thanks unto the Lord. For his mercy is enduring forevermore. Psalm 23, he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Psalm 86, verse 5, he said, It is because of his, he said, God is plenteous in mercy. Psalm 94, he said, My foot slipped, but thy mercy held me up. If there's anybody that wants to talk about the mercy of God, I think David is the most qualified person to talk about the mercy of God. A shepherd boy forgotten the wrongs of the family or recognized on song that was David but one day he woke up a shepherd boy he slept as the anointed king of Israel oh David understood the mercy of God and that's why he said I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever I will sing with my mouth I will make known that faithfulness unto all generations how many of you enjoyed the mercy of God in the house this morning? The Lord has been so merciful to us. He was merciful unto you in your mother's womb. Eh? He has been merciful since you have been on the surface of the earth. Many of us, we have spent over 50 years on earth. How much have we paid to God to be alive? He's the mercy of God. Even as I'm talking right now, there are people who are fighting for their lives. There are people who are on life support who are saying, God, just give me one more chance. I will do things right. There are many people on the surface of the earth right now who are paying for their kidney to function. Many people are paying for their lungs to function. Many people are paying for their heart. Many people have so many implants in their hearts that make their heart function. And here we are, hail and happy to the glory of God. Amen. Come on, see, I am what I am. By the grace of God. I am what I am. By the grace of God. I say in the name of Jesus, I will not, I will not take for grace for granted. I will not take your mercy, oh God, for granted, Lord. Help me, Lord, to walk in the reality of my calling. Help me, Lord, to be the best that you want me to be. His mercy is so beautiful. His mercy cater for our past. Showers your present and empowers your future. 
is mercy. Is mercy. But here is the question. Why is God doing all these things? Why? 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 Why is God investing so much into me? Why is God investing so much into you? Why? Why is he doing himself day in, day out? Why does he decide to live his life inside of me? Why has he decided to build an edge around me that no demon can penetrate? Why? Why is God doing that? What does God want from you? What does God want from me? God is a businessman. He's not doing it for the fun of it. Isaiah chapter 5. Let's go back to that scripture that we read. From verse 1. And if and now will I say to my well beloved, a song of beloved touching his vineyard. My beloved has a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. How many of you are situated this morning on a fruitful hill? Hallelujah. Amen. On a fruitful hill. On a fruitful hill. The Lord has caused you to be fruitful. The Lord has caused you to enlarge. The Lord has caused you to increase. Oh, that job you got, you are not supposed to get it, but God, make sure that you got it. God, make sure, even though you weren't qualified for that job, but God, make sure that that job was given to you on a fruitful hill. Oh, how many people get married and they can't even conceive? You got married and within a year you conceive that you have your own baby. Oh, glory to God. On a fruitful hill. What did he do? Verse 2. And he fenced it. How many of you are fenced? <laughs> fenced by the almighty God. Fenced by the almighty God. Every arrow of the devil shot at you. Went back to sender. Glory to God. Every arrows of the devil shot at you went back to sender. Even when the devil attacked you, God stood and said, no, this is my wife beloved. You cannot attack him. You cannot attack her. What a mighty God we serve. Many came up, but God stood and said, no, 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 no. I'm not done with you again. I have great things to do in your life. He faced it and gathered out the stone thereof. Come on now. He gathered the stone thereof. Wild 
grapes. God was looking for grapes, but God found wild grapes. He looked. Another version said he expected. Another version said he hoped. Another one said he waited. He waited. He waited. Have you ever waited for something so badly? And when that thing came, it was not what you expected. What a frustration. And God said, all that investment for nothing, all that investment for nothing, where am I going this morning? You begin to ask me, what exactly am I talking about here? Everything that God did for you, he did it to ensure you bring forth fruits. Everything was done on God's side to ensure success. But what are you doing this morning? This is a wake-up call for the church of the living God. And God said, what more could I have done that I haven't done? What more could I have done for my vineyard that I haven't done? What more? Look around you. What are the fruits that you are bearing for the Lord? Let me look around me this morning. Does God really know me? Can God vouch for me? Oh, maybe we have deceived you for too long to let you know that God is a God of mercy. I know God is a God of mercy and His mercy endures forevermore. But let me tell you, God is the God of justice at the same time too. Amen. God is a God of justice. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of justice. He's the lion and he's the lamb. He is a consuming fire. That's what they call him. Hallelujah. Go ask Aaron. Aaron will tell you, oh God doesn't play jokes with anybody. If you stand on the way of God, you get crushed. Go ask Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar will tell you. Ask the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. They will tell you that this God is a God of vengeance and is a God of justice. This is our month of the sure mercy of David. But let me tell you this morning. God asked me to tell you. A time is coming when mercy will no longer be available. That's the central message this morning. A time is coming when we will cry for mercy. In that monologue, that young lady was crying for mercy. And God said, no, my mercy, I had it on you a long time, overload of mercy. But what did you do with the mercy? If God arrived right now, where will you be? If the rapture happened right now, as I'm holding this microphone, ask yourself a question. Will I make it? Will I make it? Will I be raptured? Ask yourself this question. If I die today, will I be bold enough to meet my God? Will I be able to say, yes, I did everything that you asked me to do. I did everything you brought me here to the surface of the earth to do. We have been cumbered. The church of the living God. We have been cumbered. The church is sleeping. The devil is walking. The church is sleeping. The devil is walking. Look around you. You will see manifestation of demonic oppression in huge way. Look into our schools right now. 
you will see where they tell children as little as six years old, where they tell them, come on, you can you can decide whether you don't want to be a boy and you can turn yourself to a girl. You can decide not to be a girl and be a boy. They can even tell them, you can decide not to be anyone out of the two. And yet the church is sleeping. Oh, go on the street. You will see many teenagers who are hooked on drugs, on cocaine. You will see many teenagers who have left the home, who are now on the street without God in their heart. And yet the church is sleeping. We are so cool with coming to church on Sunday and dressing up and speaking in tongues. Hey, listen, listen. The reason why you are saved is to be able to arrive for the salvation of other people. Incidentally, sometimes even around us, our children, we are not even impacting the lives of our children. Hey, let me tell you, when was the last time you gather your children together and say, hey, mommy has come, let's pray together, let's fast together, let me show you the way of salvation. Oh, listen, listen, listen. Because they sing memory fast in church doesn't mean they are born again. Because they come to church and they sing here doesn't mean that they are born again. A day is coming when mercy will no longer be available. Yes, it's the reality. If you go on YouTube now, you hardly see preachers preach about rapture anymore. People don't preach about holiness anymore. People don't preach about purity anymore. People don't preach about righteous living anymore. People don't even preach about forgiveness anymore. Everything is make rich. If I was standing on this altar preaching this morning about making rich, you'll be jumping up. I can tell. You'll be saying, oh yeah, go on, Pastor Lola. Oh, go on, we're right behind you. Oh, the atmosphere will be charged. But what of the truth? After everything is said and done, after everything is said and done, there is a day coming when my husband cannot stand and say, please, she's my wife. She cannot burn in hell. A day is coming when I cannot advocate for my children anymore. A day is coming when your pastor can say, I'm sorry, he's my assistant pastor, please let him get into your glory. A day is coming when mercy will expire. A day is coming. One day, I think about six weeks ago, I can't remember, about two months ago, we were coming from Bradford in the car. We went to go pick victory. Let's stop playing games with God. Now is our salvation near that when we first believe. Listen, many people will many people will not make it because they are in Canada. Many people would have gotten saved if they were in Nigeria. Because there's something about dollars that can make you lose who you are if care is not taken. We go to Cambridge. My husband was driving and I was sitting beside him. And we were talking about heaven. I don't even know what we were talking about, whether it was heaven or something. We were just talking. We were always talking. And Tolu said, Daddy, Mommy, 
and she asked a question and turned my life around. She said, Daddy, mommy, would heaven really be heaven for you and daddy if we don't make it to heaven? I told her, I looked at her. Say, repeat that question. She said, Daddy, Mommy, would heaven really be heaven if I make it to heaven and you and Daddy don't make it to heaven? She said, would heaven really be heaven if Daddy makes it to heaven and you don't make it to heaven? Will heaven really be heaven for Daddy if you are not there as his wife? Will heaven really be heaven if Daddy and Mommy makes it and we don't make it? And you know that your children are born in eternity in hell. Would you really enjoy heaven? We both looked at ourselves. It took us some time to answer that question. But eventually I looked at her and I said, I don't think I'm going to enjoy that heaven if you weren't there. And my husband looked at me and said, yeah, if you don't make it to heaven, how would I enjoy heaven? Knowing that the woman that I married for X number of years on earth is right in hell, born in eternity. And so, we embark on a journey that changed our life. We stopped assuming that they were born again. We stopped, we started, we started watching one another. We started saying, no, we are going all the way together. We are going all the way together because no one will be left behind. My prayer this morning for every one of you here is you will not be left behind. Can I hear a bigger amen? Eh? You will not be left behind. Whatsoever is standing between you and God, listen, 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 listen. Whatsoever, nothing, Paul said, what shall separate me from the love of Christ? What shall separate me from the shall tribulation, shall famine, shall this, shall that? He said, Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't let anything separate you from the love of God. Listen, it would have been better for me not to have children than to bring forth children forever. It would have been better. Why did you wake up this morning to come to church? Isn't everything all about heaven? Or do you have a different agenda? No matter the business you have, no matter the cathedral you build, no matter the investment that you made, no matter the status you have, no matter the accolade people give you, after everything is all said and done, the most important thing is that you make it to heaven. If you are in this sanctuary today, you are not born again. I'm begging you from the depth of my heart. Now is salvation nearer than when you first believe. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow may be too late. Brothers, where will you be? Sisters, where will you be? When this world comes to an end. Where will you be? 
even for the Lord, the branches that bears no fruit shall be cut away. Oh, listen, listen, listen. Speaking in tongues doesn't mean you have a right relationship with God. Speaking in tongues and fasting and praying doesn't even mean it. He said, many will say in the last day, haven't we cast out demons in your name? Haven't we heal the sick in your name? Haven't we made a lane to walk in your name? And he said, I will tell them, I know you not. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. What do you do in your secret? I can come and dress cute. I can talk. I can do the talk. But am I walking the walk as your pastor's wife? Is your pastor doing it? Is the pastor's wife? Is the assistant pastor's too that we have in the house? Are they walking the walk? Is your life right with God? Who are you in the secret? Who are you from Monday all the way to Saturday night? Who are you? That's what God is looking at. A day is coming. We're going to meet the king. We're going to stand before him. As songwriter say, For your glory, I will do anything just to see you as my king. I want to be where you are. For your glory, I will do anything. Nothing is worth sacrificing for the glory of God. Church, I'm speaking from my heart this morning. Nothing is worth sacrificing for the glory of God and the beauty of his holiness. Nothing. Listen, every pointer is pointing to the fact that the end is near. Pastor Deborah, the end is near. Yesterday, Sister Anne sent me a video of something that happened very recently in Thailand. Can we have it? Can we have it on the screen? That happened. The curtain is about to be drawn. The trumpeter, they are standing right now. Look at that. That is in Thailand. They woke up one day and all the graves were empty. Look at that. If there were one or two graves or three graves, I would think a ritual went there and dug them up. Those are graves of people that have been buried for years. It's not rapture yet. Don't be afraid. But God is showing us something here. Bury the archets. It's not what is. The people couldn't talk. They were just looking. What is this? So many signs to prove that the end is near. That the end is near. Let's open to Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Want to bring something to our attention there? 
from verse 37. Matthew 24 from verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the comings of the Son of Man be. If you have a husband who is not born again, I challenge you to go down on your knees and pray him into salvation. As the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Go on, sir. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving a marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. I knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Keep going, sir. They shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken, and the other will be left. Husband and wife will be lying in bed. Wife will wake up and see the husband is gone. Husband will wake up and see the wife is gone. A pilot will be flying that beautiful plane. If the pilot is gone, the plane crashes. A driver will be driving. The driver will be taking or the passenger taking. There shall be two in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other one will be left. Watch therefore. For ye know not the hour when the Son of Man will come. Romans 13 from verse 11. Watch. You don't know when the Son of Man will come. Romans, please open that quickly, sir. Romans 13 from verse 11. And that, knowing the time, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Tell your neighbor, please wake up. Please, please, I beg you, wake up. Time to awake out of sleep. What do we do? What am I? What is the call of this message? It's time to wake up. It's time to set our priority right. Let's set our priority right. Listen, don't only set your priority right. With your children, set their priority right. Let your children know what the priority is. Let them know whether the priority is a swimming lesson or the priority is Bible study or is Sunday school or is praying or is fasting. Let them know what the priority is because they cannot swim their way to heaven and they can't basketball to heaven. All those things are good. Believe me sincerely. If I have boys, I will put them in basketball. Oh, my girls attended swimming lesson. I love it. But any activity that is at the detriment of their spirit is demonic. That's what I'm saying. Those are the things that the devil is doing these days. He's putting some of these activities. They won't do it on Saturday. Let's understand the times and the season that we are in. They won't do it on Saturday. They will put it Sunday morning. Let's understand the times and the season we are in. May we not be ashamed of this coming. In the name of Jesus. 
And now, knowing the time, now it's time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Please go to the next part. Nearer than when we believe. The night is fast spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness. Not in chambering and wantonness. Not in strife and envy. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the laws there. Just think of it in a moment. That your son, that your daughter, everything. If you are there and they are not there, they really be heaven. You really enjoy it. I doubt. That rich fool. He saw Abraham in paradise. And he found himself in hell. He started beckoning. He said, Let me go back. Go and tell my people so that they don't meet me here. And Abraham said, No way. There are pastors there. We tell them. And if they refuse, they will meet you here as well. That's to tell you that you can really enjoy it if your loved ones are not there with you. Now, this is a church. We try to preach balanced message. We won't tell you it is well when it is not well. We will keep you balanced in this church by the grace of God. Lift up your hands to heaven. This is a call to a sober, sober reflection. No mercy. No grace. No grace. No help. To be merciless is to be graceless. Graceless is to be helpless. Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy to find grace to help us in times of our need. To be merciless is to be graceless. To be graceless is to be helpless. To be merciful is to be graceful. If you are graceful, you will be helpful. Lift up your hand. I want you to connect with the mercy of God before he runs out. That's what I'm saying. Before he runs out. A time is coming when the mercy will run out. Or you can connect and collect it now. For the rest of your journey. This morning we had in the Sunday school. Running on empty tank. You are in your car. And the gate is running low on gas. 
and you keep running, you will get to a point where everything will just stop. Are you running on empty tank? Is your gas almost out? Collect grace and mercy for the rest of your race on earth. This is a short life. When my little daughter said, Will you let me have But Lord, here we are this morning. Christianity is a hard thing. Our heart is yearning that we will make it to the end. In the name of Jesus. Touch lives here, Lord. Remove this mask, Lord. shall not be caught unawares in the name of Jesus. We will have the best of life but the best of life is eternity. God's too low in that message Isaiah chapter 5, he's too low. He was picking out the stones in your life. Picking out those stones out of your life. And the Lord said to me, if there is a stone I left, it's on purpose. So I, I know. Not every stone is picked out of your life. But those stones are left there for a purpose. If God had picked all the stones in David's life, no stone would be left to kill Goliath. And so he left certain stones for your Goliath. Why are you crying? That those stones are there. They are there on purpose to kill your Goliath. That's what other stones they have picked to make your vineyard beautiful. Lord, if there is any stone that is still left, they are there on purpose. I release grace over you. I ask that the mercy of God will be your ending. Amen. It will drive you through Amen. to eternity Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever is taking the place of God in our heart, pull it down. Lord. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. We receive God's mercy in the name of Jesus. Thank you Almighty God. In Jesus name we have prayed. Of course we go we say Amen. Put your hands together. Come on put those hands together. Now to help me by just give someone I find that I will see you in heaven. Say you make it after all. May you make it in Jesus' name.